Contenders ready! Gladiators ready! Three, two, one! The Gladiators! Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Glad Pod in association with Gladiators TV. I'm David Blackmore and here once more, as always, is Jet and Producer. Paul, thank you to everyone who continues to like and share the podcast and and more importantly, passing it on. That's key. That definitely is key, especially with people sharing their stories with us. What I love most about the podcast is it's just the, the long term impact that Gladiators has had on people's lives. We've had some incredible letters from listeners. And when diving into the mailbag this week, I noticed this great letter from Jordana. So she listened to the podcast on her way home from work and that immediately made me wonder where how do you listen to the podcast when you're listening to us i know some people have mentioned to me that they listen to it while they're running others taking their dogs out and and some listen at work which i don't understand how can you listen to it at work so either i guess if you've got a job that you're moving i guess maybe but yeah let me know gladpod at gladiators tv.com it'd be great to hear how and when so send us some pictures as well you're listening to the show and she's picked a name for a guest that she'd love to hear from that i don't things been suggested to us yet and that is season three champion paul field now she describes him as an absolute powerhouse that seemed to excel in nearly all of the events and was a really worthy winner of the show and she goes on to explain how he went to the international show as well but seemed to have a nasty injury in a final which was a real shame and she f- concludes that it seems like he disappeared off the glad radar shouldn't that not be gladdar from from there on in and she would absolutely love to hear what happens from next and and of course, he's glad journey. Paul, coming to you first, what do you remember of, of Paul Field? Yeah, Paul Field, I think uh, Jordana said, summed it up really well. He was just a powerhouse of a contender. He was so good. I believe he kind of had a bobsleighing background and competed in the 92 and 94 Olympi- Winter Olympics. And he was just a superb contender. It was the same series as iconic contenders such as Eunice and Karen. And the grand final of that episode where he actually ends up losing his tooth in a game of Powerball against Warrior. Shadow and Hunter, I think it was, shows kind of how aggressive and how much it kind of meant to everybody. He actually went on to the international competition as well from being the Series 3 champion. And he just lost out to Wesley Two Scoops Berry, which again is another iconic contender. So probably at the pinnacle of, of, of Gladiators, basically. He was a fantastic contender and he's definitely someone that I'm trying to hunt down and get him signed up to the glad pod so paul if you're listening or anyone who knows paul get in touch uh, we'd love to speak to you yeah and, and i guess die your memories of, of paul field i think uh, you know any contender that walked into that arena i would already be in awe of the fact that they'd got to that point let alone to become a champion and a champion then we'd take across the world to kind of defend our title in the, in the gladiatorial universe of, of international events as well I remember being very handsome <laughs> just like the collateral damage I'd just lose a tooth you know I mean that kind of sums up one of our champion contenders absolutely brilliantly yeah very fond memories of, of all of them actually on the few years that I 
that I did. And it's great when you watch a bit of footage back like that. It sort of brings it right back into the present. It seems timeless, doesn't it? I mean, you know, you see a contender like that. And again, he's an ex-Olympian. I was always really happy when we'd get an Olympian in the arena because if they weren't still competing, they were still willing to throw themselves at something kind of new and fresh like gladiators. Because if they were still competing, you wouldn't enter the arena because the injury risk is just too high to stake, you know, a championship kind of career on. So yeah, hats off to it. Absolutely, absolutely. The, The reason that this letter caught my eye was this. So she wanted to say a huge thank you to you, Di. You've never met, but from an early age, she says that she was really inspired by you and you were a hugely positive role model for her growing up. And the inspiration, she goes on, seemed to have come full circle as several years ago, she began a big career change into art psychotherapy, which is something I've actually heard of before. And she was having a bit of a kind of crisis about the transition from what she was doing before, which she doesn't mention into this new field. But one of the things that carried her through was, if Jet can be a gladiator and a psychotherapist, so can I. So she wanted to say a big thank you for inspiring her as both a little girl and as a 28-year-old woman. And what I like about this style is that we've had a few people, haven't we, writing in saying that they kind of almost inspire to 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 follow your career path after gladiators do you see it as kind of two different dihands like you've got your gladiator and then it kind of came to an end and then you then started the, the next the next part of of, of diane <laughs> great question <laughs> the two jets the two faces of jet i guess i'd always wanted to study consciousness in the mind from a very early age and I, I knew that at about the age of nine my, my father was an astronomer quite a deep thinker and a big thinker but lovely really congenial and humble and just one of the best men ever just a bit biased. He's no longer with us, sadly, but I used to have conversations with him as a child about consciousness and psychology and the mind. And I was always curious as to what the mind actually is. It's not really a body part. It's a system and a function of the brain, but it's a, it's kind of a real phenomenon. So I knew I wanted to study it physiologically, but also my, like yourself, Jordana, my, my instinct was I didn't want to just study it and start doing neuroscience and research. I wanted to actually do face to face the interface work of sitting with another being and understanding their minds or helping them to orientate and understand their own minds better. And of course, that's talking therapy, uh, counselling psychotherapy, as we call it. Depends what model, how you're trained. And I've absolutely, I love I love that part of my career. I think it, I've been teaching 30 years and I've been in practice now as a psychotherapist for 20 years. And I teach people to be psychotherapists. I'm now a tutor, training the next generation of psychotherapists for the Hartwood College down in Devon. I've also got a base in London at Regent Park as well. So yeah, loving it. Absolutely loving it. Good luck with that journey, Jordana. And um, it is a vocation. You kind of call to it, I think. And it's a real, real privilege to do it. You've got to know yourself quite well and be aware of how you're changing and what goes on for you. But yeah, it's a, it's an immense profession. It really is. And, and please, please, everyone, keep remembering to, to send in your GLAD stories. And you can do so by emailing gladpod at gladiatorstv.com. Don't forget as well, following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you listen to us on iTunes, why not give us a five star rating and a review? So let's get on to this week's podcast, shall we? Three. Welcome to GladPod. To the world, she is a sports star. She is Ali Payton to her friends and family, but to us Gladiator fans, it's Siren who joined us in 1997 at Series 6. Hello and welcome. Thank you for having me. Facing them, 
are Siren, Rocket and Fox. Oh, a smacker from the Siren. What a great way to start the series. Three new girls cutting their teeth on Powerball, Siren, Rocket and Fox. And the crowd rises to them, and so does the camera. Where are you right now? I'm in Edinburgh. Ah, see, we never actually got to met, did we? No, I know. And do you know, Diane, if I had a pound for everyone that said to me, yeah, it was my favourite party, I would be very wealthy. So it's really lovely, actually, to get to meet you finally. I don't really have much of a comeback on that other than a, a big blush and I've gone a bit sweaty, so a bit too much information. Ali, how did it all start for you? Take us back, because you, you're a formidable athlete well before GLADS. Of course, most gladiators have to be a, a form of that to even gladiate but really your history is quite something take us back well my main sport was always basketball since I was about 10 or 11 I think though I think at that age I had this weird concept that I didn't ever need to score which probably most of my basketball coaches would be like yes that's what she was like but I did team sport basketball loved it also did a bit of athletics in terms of just track, running, you know, 100s, 200s, 400s, if I could cope with it. And then really for me, it was on the side of the athletics because I then was introduced to John Anderson because he was training athletes at an Edinburgh track. So I was really fortunate to manage to meet him. And then, of course, that kind of the rest was history because he just was like, okay, do this, do this. You know, if you're good enough, you'll get on, blah, blah, blah. I'll put you in front of the producer and then it's up to him to decide so that was kind of it so you're aware that this show Gladiators is on it's been on it's gone it's become pretty popular and when did it dawn on you that you're kind of being lined up for it and did you get a little buzz in your heart for oh I, I wouldn't mind that or were you like oh no my athletics is more important what went on oh no my goodness no I was absolutely like I so want to do this and I was yeah. any, anything that I can I think I was living in a flat in Glasgow with two girlfriends at the time and they would sit on the sofa and I would be in the door frame doing sit-ups and pull-ups and they would just be looking at me with their cup of tea going, really, really, this is what you want to do? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Because I trained, I met John and then he told me when the auditions were, they were supposed to be in London and he gave me the time frame. So I went away and merrily trained like a demon and watched what I ate and blah, blah, blah. And then when I met up with him again, he'd been on holiday and he said to me, oh, you've missed the audition. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, sorry, we held it in London. You've missed it. And I was kind of like, what does that mean? You know, I've, I've been training like a crazy person. And he was like, well, there's always next year. And I was like, no, 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 no. I can't. There's no way there's next year. That's got, we've got to try it for this year. So good on him. He took obviously myself and Pauline, who was Rocket, who was one of his athletes at the time. He took both of us to Gateshead. So we ended up going to a contender's audition. But it was the funniest thing. He dressed us the same, like two little mini-me's. Um, he put us in the same kind of like gladiator-esque outfit. And I remember when we were in the changing rooms at Gateshead, a girl came in and kind of looked at us both. And I mean, Pauline's like 6'1", 6'2", an incredible athlete. And then, you know, I'm almost six foot two, so, so we're both standing there. And I just remember this girl kind of going, you two look more like gladiators than contenders. And 
there I thought, oh, maybe I will manage to pull this off. That was such a crazy experience as well, that tryout. So funny. Paul, weren't you actually invited to watch this contender audition? I was, yeah. So Gateshead was just down the road from where I was living with my parents and I was invited by the production team to go along and, and watch the kind of the contender tryouts and stuff, which was, was great. And I remember Ali and Pauline walking in on the audition and it was like about halfway through. So they'd been like contenders all morning and then Ali and, and Pauline and Brian Whittle as well, who was, he went on to be one of the contenders for the uh, Springbok Challenge kind of internationals. But you could just so tell that Ali and Pauline were there to be gladiators. They just had this aura about them. I do remember the, the outfits as well, the matching outfits, and you just absolutely smashed the tryout. But you could just so tell that they weren't there to be contenders. Is that bringing back memories, Ali, as Paul's talking? Yeah, it is actually, because I ended up going against Pauline. They, they lined us up together because it was kind of like a, it was like a run on a treadmill, monkey bars, rope climbs, and then you had to beat the crap out of each other at the end with a beautiful stick. So we were, I was up against her next to her, I was next to her. So of course I could tell like she would go ahead of me on the run and then I got ahead of her on the monkey bars and then we're going up the rope. And so it was even more kind of, because you, you obviously had no concept that they might take both of us on. I kind of assumed if we were lucky, they'd take one. I didn't think for a minute they would take us both. So, and, and obviously she really wanted to get through as well. So, yeah. Well, the working out as an absolute beast to get up to it obviously paid dividends for you as well at the time. And it's interesting that, that John Anderson kind of helped steer you through that. And had you applied for the show before? Did you think about considering entering? Not at all. He'd actually approached an ex-boyfriend of mine who was a farmer and a runner and super fit and you know very handsome i don't know why he's an ex-boyfriend actually anyway <laughs> he he approached him and kind of said we are looking for men would you be interested and he he was like no no work blah 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 but he'd come and said this to me and i was like i'll do it and he was so supportive he was like yeah you should i'll help you and i was like good right okay i'm gonna do it so yeah him he was really helpful in me, you know, training and, and things as well. So that was great. He had two brothers, they all lived on a farm, it was all very crazy. We were like throwing hay bales about and all sorts. But what was it like joining? Because you were one of five new gladiators, because there was yourself, there was Rocket, there was Fox, there was Gold, and there was Khan. And the show had lost Zodiac, Nightshade, Panther, Laser, and Trojan. So I guess is it kind of a bit like, I don't know, in I'm a Celebrity, when they bring in, or Big Brother when it was, when they bring in kind of a new cast, did it feel like that? Or did it just feel like like you were just kind of joining that gladiator treadmill and as it was just rumbling on and on? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. It probably helped a bit because there was obviously a few of us who had no idea what on earth was going on. So that's all, <laughs> all you know. <laughs> I wasn't the only one with like rabbit in the headlight expression. But yeah, I guess it just, I mean, it was such a fun experience. Like I just remember being at the Hyatt Hotel and we had a, we had a segregated table and you just suddenly, you know, started to see all these people that you'd normally seen on TV. And it was just, yeah, it was quite surreal, but great fun. I think it probably did help there being a few new ones all at the same time because we could kind of um, talk to each other and we trained together on the different games. Because obviously the original GLADs had all done all the games for several years, whereas we were getting thrown in there and trying to learn. At the time, the year I got on, there were 21 games and you had three days of training. So you had to try and get to grips with 21 different modalities in 
the best part of three days. So your forearms were like pumped up like ridiculous things because usually every single game seemed to involve forearms. So you, as Diana, relate to all of that. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just I just always think of it as being such good fun. It was such an amazing in my life because you were a late addition you got to miss one of the training camps in Mauritius as well didn't you because Fox and Gold had already been on there and also Sharp who you never actually got to meet because he never made the grade at the end of it did he no that's right no I do remember meeting him but he, he wasn't he didn't take part in any filming but I do remember he kind of arrived and I think maybe did a bit of training and then kind of disappeared and it was like oh what happened there but yeah I missed out on all the lovely sunny training camp and didn't go to Mauritius and then yeah all of us were just together at the NIA. Also getting ready to climb it's Christina! She's going to be followed by one of our new gladiators Siren! The Siren stats well worth a gander. 180 height wise weighing at 70 kilos and if we look at Christina we'll see that her figures are exactly the same so this should be a good match. So once you had arrived, so here you are, an athlete in your prime, really hell-bent on wanting to be part of this this show, which has become quite iconic and very popular at its time, mid-1990s. It was kind of at its peak to some degree. When you finally entered into the arena and were part of the process, was it everything you thought it was going to be? Well, I don't know if I even had any idea of what I was getting myself into. I'd always just approached it very much as an athlete. You know, I'd always just trained really hard and, um, you know, made sure I didn't injure myself and train us to the best of my abilities and you know have, try and have as healthy a lifestyle as possible so I think I very much was concentrating on that and then of course you realise oh my goodness actually I need to understand TV cameras because when we got on you never got any kind of training in that I've done a lot of TV since then but um, <laughs> yeah I just looking back at it now I think oh if they've just given you like two minutes of don't grin down that camera like a maniac you know <laughs> One one game I went on, it was the funniest thing. They put me in the cherry picker to stick me up on the top of pendulum. And I honestly I had my head I had my helmet on back to front. <laughs> <laughs> and I was all psyched up. I was like, right, gotta perform well, I've gotta do really do a great job and man, not let the team down. And I'm all and I'm like, and I'm not looking at the contender, I'm not looking at her because I don't want to like her. I want to make sure I beat her. So I can't be friendly to her. I'm not even gonna smile. And then I think it was John who came over and he was like, Is your helmet on the right way? I was like, Oh no. <laughs> Imagine if they'd done the big close-up zooming in on me and, you know, Sarah's going against Siren and they zoom in with the G of my helmets on the back. I mean, (laughs) honestly, it's amazing I managed to stay on the show for as many years as I did. Yeah. What did you think of Siren? What did you think of the name? Did, were there any other alternatives in the mix for you? No, no alternatives, and I loved it actually. I really liked my name. I have to admit, P- producer Paul sent amazing notes as ever. Paul, there's one clip of you on Pendulum which will stay with me forever. It's one of the most spectacular. I nearly leapt out of my skin when I was watching it last night, thinking <gasps> I have never seen the tactic that you actually used at the very end to get the, the tag on the back of contenders. But do you want to explain to everybody a little bit what pendulum was for those that don't know and what went on on this one event we've got so much more to cover but it's just while we're, we're on we're on it it's 
unbelievable. And it was nothing to do with the helmet back to front. You're just incredible. As you know, Diane, Pendulum was the great big ball that like swung in the air and the big impending music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and we were just like petrified before you even got on it. And then what people won't realise that haven't played on it is when you go around the top of it, you can move quite quickly. But as you travel down, because of the swing, it's a lot harder to grab on to stay put. So um, by the time you get to the bottom, so often a lot of contenders would maybe think, I'm just going to go straight to the bottom. But mm. it was really difficult for them to hang on the full time. But anyway, I'd been going round and round with this girl and then she headed down to the bottom and I had ended up down there too. So both of us were like hanging on for dear life on the bottom of this ball. The time is ticking down. And I just, I couldn't really maneuver. I just was kind of stuck because I was sort of, I was in front of her, if that makes sense. So my feet were kind of near her head, I think. I just could not move, maneuver into a position where I could. She couldn't move either. She couldn't get away from me, but I couldn't maneuver into a position to grab it unless I just sort of let it go with my hands and allowed the swing to let me grab it. So for some crazy idea, I decided I would do that. And I grabbed it, got it, and then both of us fell in the net. That hooked your feet under the netting. There seemed like some conscious kind of, whether you were aware of it or not, you could you were actually hanging upside down from your feet momentarily as you grabbed the tag and then because I thought you could have so landed on your neck on that cargo net but you kind of hooked your feet and you did it you grabbed you would just you have to on this glad pod there'll be I'm sure we'll insert a, a link for anyone to be able to go back and watch it it just it blew my mind actually Siren having a look to see where it's flapping Siren swings down holds on to the feet and claims the prize superb skills from Siren I've never seen anything like it on Pendulum what a debut on that sphere from Siren Take us back a little bit more about when you first started going into the ring. You said it's showbiz as well, that meets athletics. Your costume, things like that, once you were being measured up and what your what your you know, what it was gonna be like, what your figurine or motif would be like on your costume because the costumes Paul were changing by that point weren't they yeah Simon, Simon and that kind of bunch of new gladiators were the last ones to get those iconic kind of logo costumes like we always kind of refer to them in the gladiators community before they changed to the kind of the white more kind of generic looking ones so yeah Simon was definitely lucky to be one of the, the last female gladiators to get those costumes yeah I, I had um, Venus so the picture of Venus in the famous like artwork yeah I love my, I mean, I love my costume, but I also remember before we got it, maybe be measured for it, but I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I just remember again being down in London with Bill um, Hattersley, the agent, and him yeah. saying to me, I'm all excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have this amazing costume and I'm on this show and it's amazing, amazing, amazing. And he just kept saying to me, don't wash it in the washing machine. And I'm like, oh, it was so funny. It was like, he just brought you right back down to earth. Do you still have your costume? Oh, of course, yes. Got it on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and no, and because it's a podcast, no one could see if it's true or not. A bit of a random question though for you. I don't know if you if you all know the answer to this. In the photos for that series, Fox and Gold were being swapped in and out of the group photos. Do you know why? Was it that the producers couldn't agree on the lineup? I don't know. No, I wouldn't have been privy to any of that. So I wasn't even really aware of that until I until you brought it up. So they would take a set of pictures just of all the guys, and then a pictures of all the girls, and then. They did swap, you know, they took a lot of different sets of groups. So I don't think any of us were maybe aware aware of that fair enough it's always worth the ask because sometimes those are the little nuggets that we want the answers to that you know that we perhaps don't we haven't asked before so it's always worth asking the question but what about the theme tune spice girls who do you think you are um yeah i quite like 
like that too, actually. I mean, it was very current. So that was great. It was, um, you know, something that everybody could relate to. So, oh, yeah. I mean, Britpop, the, you know, Girl Power, the Spice Girls, it was all that at that at that time. It was huge. So it was definitely a, a song for the times. But and then talking about the costumes, the next series changed to the well unpopular with fans the white versions what did you think about the the change in costume for that series then i think it washed better (laughs) 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 i I mean i it was funny because i think the other girls that had been on the show longer were maybe more aware of the fact that they could put some input into what the design of the costume might be whereas I think with me you know it was pretty straightforward and they were just like do you want a one piece or a two piece and I was like two piece and then that was it and then these you know amazing costume designers would come up with something for you so let's be honest all you want to do is make sure that it stayed on and that no part of you that shouldn't have been outside it ended up outside it so super fan Daryl Ryan he sends us over some super stats about our guests so you, you probably won't be aware of all of these Ali but I'll go through them so 63 battles over 31 shows you played in 15 different events which i'm sure you all agree a true all-rounder unbeaten on pyramid and skytrack however the wall was arguably your worst event played five lost five what was it about the wall that you didn't like <laughs> do you know what it's so funny that you bring that up it, did, it wasn't that i didn't like it i think it didn't like me it was like a double whammy when i read that i'm on the wall i'm like oh no and then the other thing i would read is i'd be like oh and it's lightnings with me because she's like a ferret so not only is my contender going to be up that wall i'm also going to look bad next to the other gladiator next to me i don't know i just i practiced it i it was an odd one i guess i just yeah i was not good on the wall and Ulrika got to see where she'd be like oh another failure on the wall <laughs> <laughs> like oh thanks for rubbing that in thanks for being that little bit faster I don't think you ever got really close to her I think she was a lot faster actually um, I've been getting some tutorial help from Vogue and Lightning but on this occasion they're not gonna be very happy with me because I've not done my job you had really good bants to use a, a very common phrase that made bants you had really good bants with Ulrika though and what was the one when she said about being a basketball player I thought you'd be able to handle those large balls do you remember that oh yeah I was always trying to get after the first year I was like right I want to get cheekier because that's <laughs> that's more my um, personality so I was like right I'm going to start giving her some because uh, she loves it she's great she fun too, you know so she's great with banter she definitely did being a basketball player, I thought I'd be able to handle these large balls. But I tell you what, it was an amazing sight to have you to see you just clinging on with your legs and flying upside down. I think that never happened before. Well, I'm a leggy bird, so you are. You are a leggy bird. Huge congratulations, Siren. I enjoyed every second of that. Well, thank you very much. There's nothing quite like shimming up a pole on a Saturday night to keep you fit. That's for sure. Oh, say no more. Let's hear it for Siren. Well done. Yeah, she was always, the wall, I was always like, oh, please don't interview me after this. <laughs> She'd be rolling her eyes. The other one, the other nightmare one I had was um, we were doing, I was up against the tug of war, the English tug of war champion. She's about six foot three. Now, of course, I can't remember the name of the game. You know the game where you have to pull each other out of the circle? What was that called? Uh, whiplash. Yes. So I'm up against, thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> I'm up against some tug of war champion and whiplash and 
she got me out of the circle in about three seconds. <laughs> and Ulrika was like, oh, you were just like a rag doll there. <laughs> that was pretty much. I think I should have taken her out for dinner a bit more or something so that when she, <laughs> when she interviewed me, she didn't highlight all her negatives. Well, Siren, it's nice to see that um, you took advantage of your weight difference there. What are you implying? Well, it's just that Maria's a little bit more petite than you are. Well, you know what it's like? It's like being on the Christmas tree and the fairy at the top, and you're walking about and then you just go like that. But Maria did well. Do you know, I've never experienced that, but I'm going to look forward to it. Let's hear it for Siren. Well done. Ulrika is, is great fun, even to this day. I don't know if you follow her on social media, but she's, she's, she's a good, good laugh. And, and we will obviously all be checking you out now as well, Ali. What was fame like for you? Because obviously suddenly you are then a household name. How did you deal with it? Did you love it? Did you avoid it at times? I think I was really, really lucky because, because I was the only Scottish gladiator I really kind of got looked after, kind of got taken into everybody's hearts up here. So it was really nice. I was really, I was really fortunate. It was always positive press and it opened up so many doors. I got the opportunity to do so many different things, um, you know, radio, TV, lots of charity work. And I'm a people person. I love, I love meeting people. And yeah, just it was really a fun time for me. I really enjoyed it. I didn't really have any negative. There wasn't much that happened in terms of anything negative from it. So I was lucky. Does it to this day, I mean, we've got to ask what you've been doing since the show and, and, and what it was like when it was coming, when you knew it was coming towards an end. What went on for you? Well, one thing is everybody would stop and say to you, oh, what are you going to do now? As if you'd lost a limb or something like that. <laughs> I always tried to sort of liken it to if you were a professional, you know, sports player it's like well I've had two degrees before I got on the show so I was kind of like well it's not like I didn't do things before I got on this TV show and now you know I'll try and you know maximize the opportunities that it's given me but it wasn't like I'd lost I didn't feel like I'd lost my identity or anything like that but yeah, people were, it's, it's more how people react to you. They're like, oh, what are you going to do? You know, and it's like, well, I'll just do something different. But was it the right time for the show to end, do you think? Could it have gone on any longer? No, I would I would rather it's carried on and I was still doing it now. That's what I think is the correct answer. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have happily done it another few years definitely oh, you are the, uh, an ultimate gladiator i must admit when i was reading through the notes and positive like a brilliant all-rounder for any athlete going into that arena and not having any prep time on the sports specific events just blows my mind really obviously you had to analyze the event if you weren't familiar with it and then you just get on and do it was there any events you thought you know i'm really really sad about not having more practice on that but hey i just give it a go was any event that stood out to you that you dreaded more than the others you know hang tough because uh-huh. I'm, I'm not in any way uh, i don't have any gymnastic background whatsoever and i ended up loving hang tough by the time i'd finished the show but at the beginning because we'd had so little practice on it I dreaded it big time but by the end of the show when I felt like I'd kind of got a handle on how to do it I loved it and 
Sirens swings out to get tonight's action underway. Sirens first season at Glance, looking very relaxed on the rings. She's facing Juliet Machin, a marketing manager working in computers, who's looking not to get herself downloaded on these rings. Now they can't stop herself crashing. Bumps straight into Siren. Siren tries to hook a foot, but Juliet manages to hit the escape button. Siren building it up for another voluminous blast. Juliet's got herself one ringed. She's at the mercy of Siren. Siren again, but swings away. Can't get a purchase. Juliet's mum, Jean, getting agitated already. Don't speak too early. And for Juliet, the danger looks to have passed. There's boyfriend David with the encouragement. Jean regained her composure. And Siren swinging back to find a better line of attack. Juliet hovering on the edge of the scoring zone. And Siren swooping in again. Grabs an ear, shoulder, still can't get a decent grip. Now Siren one ringed. Oh, dice for it! Oh, she's out of there. The time is going down, but not as fast as Siren. Siren with a score to settle, and Trudy knows it. Trudy took 10 off Siren on the wall earlier this evening, so Siren's in no mood to concede any more to the Edinburgh-based anaesthetist. Trudy electing to go down the right wing, but that way leads to trouble. Siren takes her on the back swing. Trudy one ring, look like Siren's got a revenge. Just under 20 seconds, Trudy forced better face for a match. Her supporters just grateful she's in one piece. Uh, Siren, wow, you've won. Don't sound, so, don't sound so surprised, Jeremy. Of course, you know you're always going to win. I'm actually starting to quite enjoy that game. I think I've found myself on the rings. And with the training I've done since being on the show, if I'd known what I know now, I would have approached things very differently back then. <laughs> what lie? Well, I got into CrossFit, which is, has a lot more gymnastic side to it, like handstand push-ups and uh, muscle-ups and you're on the rings. And If I'd been doing that prior to getting on the show, it would have made a big difference to my training, I think. In the, in the final series, you and Fox were switched out between the three shows. Do you know why this was? I wonder, and I think producer Paul, as I mentioned, before as well. Was this because that Jet was supposed to return? Oh, is that oh well maybe actually, yeah. Well we'd lost the thing is we'd lost Gold and Pauline. A golden rocket, obviously. It was only Fox and I that came back in the final series. So we were down to already. So I just presumed that they were kind of sticking with the more well-known gladiators for most of the episodes, if that made sense. But yeah, if they, Diane, if you were coming back, then that would make sense too. <laughs> yeah, I did get, I got the call <laughs> from Nigel. I'll never forget it. <laughs> it was the old times when he actually had a, a, a handset on a receiver, almost with a coil attached we're talking a while ago and you didn't want to no he's I want my jet back I'm like oh Nigel can I remind you why I left and it was because of an accident as you as you all well know and he said oh well particularly even just, just do hang tough just do hang tough and I said but there's a 15 foot drop at the end of that event I'm not doing any big falls no my body's more important he said oh we'll rig the rig so it's like it's only a few foot above the, the crash mat but we'll make it look we'll shoot it so it it looks like it's high up again. I just said a big fat no. I said, I'm sorry, but no, I'm, you know, wonderful. Thank you for asking. But I just felt I couldn't put myself through it again. But there was a bit of me that was sad thinking I should have really, but I just couldn't risk the falling. I was, I wussed out. And then there was a tiny bit, I think, in one of the tabloids, jet axed from gladiators. I'm like, but I left four years ago <laughs> after an 
accident. How could I be axed? I've not gone back. So I complained to the press office, <laughs> I, I, uh, LWT, about that and got a, a, a faux apology. But no, anyway. Odd, isn't it? But what would that have meant so for someone like me if had I come back on that, that final last bit to all you guys? Because you, you've got your own camaraderie going on. What would it have been like? It would have been weird? No, I don't think so. I think you don't know. Not at all. I think it would have been... It would have been amazing for the show because if you then fast forward and look at the, re- the reception that we all got on Legends, that's what yeah people would have loved it if you'd come back. But you have to do what's right for you. I'm not saying for a minute yeah. you obviously made the right call. But no, if you had come back, I think they would have absolutely adored it. Well, let's keep on the revival line then. What did you think about revival series on Sky? When they said that that was happening, I was super excited because I was just like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And like like I say, I felt like I kind of had more knowledge of what I needed to be able to do. So I didn't feel like it was that being thrown in at the deep end. I'd done, you know, quite a bit of TV and stuff up until then. And I was still fit and training hard and really up for it. I mean, I, I loved it that we got to go back. Well, because it was, it was, you returned as a legend twice, wasn't it? One once in 2008 for the Legends Strike Back and again in 2009 for the Legends Last Stand. And there's a note here from producer Paul that you were returned in amazing shape with awesome abs. Would you have been tempted to join a team as a full-time gladiator? Well, I mean, they were all about... Oh, I can't remember how much younger, but a lot younger than... But, um, yeah, if they'd, I guess if they'd asked, that we'd have happily done it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I did go back feeling good. I went back, you know, having trained hard again and thinking, right, this is going to be, this is going to be really fun and I, I know what I'm doing. And then, of course, there were so many events that were over water. That was, well, first big difference was it wasn't shot in the NIA. So it, you weren't in this huge auditorium. You were in a small TV studio. So that made things different for sure. And then um, the fact that there were so many games that happened over water again that I just every time I was interviewed I was soaking wet I went here it was hysterical I mean every single time it was like okay here we go again but no that was really good fun actually being involved in that again but what did you think about the one of the new revival gladiators being called Siren you know, that's. I think it's something that the GLAD community is, is really against. You know, if there is a siren, we have that siren, you know, have different names. What, what did you think about the Revival Gladiators having the same names as some of the originals? Yeah, I mean, Amy Guy is lovely. She's a, you know, lovely girl. But I, yeah, well, I have to admit, I was kind of like, really? You're going to have two of us with the same name? Yeah, that wasn't maybe. I didn't think that was great. Plus, I think there was only actually one that had the same name. Was it not? Although I know there's a lot of sirens, like obviously there's a siren in the States. And so I think it is quite a popular, popular name, but it did, yeah, it did feel, especially when people then refer to you as, oh no, that's the old siren. It's like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh no, 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 are you talking about the old siren? Oh, can you can use that for <laughs> more time. Yeah, that old, you know the old one? Yeah, she's over there. No, that's the young one over there. <laughs> Straight in to devour her prey with awesome power. Siren fights back. Panther looks unsteady and she's down. Well, that's right. Do not adjust your TV sets. Panther has lost and her unbeaten record is in pieces. Can you believe it? This has never happened before. Siren is loving it. So are the legends and the crowd. Ten points. Come in, Siren. Unbeatable. You've proved us all wrong. She is the best. And you've beaten her. How do you feel about no, no, her? No, no, Panther is amazing up there, I have to say. 
I just thought this is such a lovely outfit, I didn't really want to get it wet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what kept me up there the whole time. Back in the arena, let's talk about an incredible triumph where you actually get to face the new Panther of the old of the new the, the old Panther of the new series, but you're new back on on Jewel. I mean, talk about <laughs> your back. <laughs> yeah, it was such a, it was such a good moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was actually because I know it does sound kind of crazy, but if you do have a competitive nature, then of course every time you go out, you want to do your best and but then in your second appearance they made you have a rematch in which panther won and i I think there's always this feeling in the glad community that the producers of the revival series were trying to make the sky gladiators look better than the legends so what did you think well yeah i mean of course they're trying to build that show so i would agree with that They, they they did want to it's not ideal for them, is it, if the old ones come back and start dominating over the, the younger ones. So they probably did have an angle on that. Just one question I had about that final series. Would you have liked to have competed in a Battle of the Giants type show with the, the female gladiators? And who do you think would have won that? Well, I've got to say, I think uh, Lightning would have won it. Yeah, and do you think that's why they didn't do a female version? It was because Lightning hadn't long given birth? Probably, yes. Maybe. That was pretty amazing, was she not? I'm sure when she came back and she just had that baby, it was like, oh, right, okay. She's great. Yeah, they should have done that actually, shouldn't they? Should, but yeah, I think I think Kim would have won it even with when she was pregnant. Producer Paul, who would you have been your your top picks then for if they did do that? Ooh, see, yeah, I think Lightning would have been, stood a good chance, but for me, it would have it would have been a really close call to be honest. I think Siren, you would have been up there, and I'm not just saying that because you're on the call. I think Rebel as well was a great all rounder, so I think it would have been between those three for me that possibly could have like across the varied events because obviously you had Rio who was. A amazing but kind of more at the power games rather than kind of like the hang tough and stuff like that so i think going all rounders i think yeah siren lightning and and rebel would have definitely been in with the shot if they didn't put the wall in it i might be more like (laughs) (laughs) you weren't pulling anyone off though you were just going up Now, something that happened well after my time with the show and even running around backstage with a little high eight camera with James Hunter filming you guys as you came through. I was around there. You went off to do the Springbok Challenge. Now, tell us all a little bit about what happened there, how you selected for it and, and what was it exactly? Oh, that was that was an amazing experience. We all got to go over to um, South Africa together to compete in their, their series. So prior to me getting on, obviously, they'd gone to Australia so I was well aware of the, you know this being a thing if you, if you like so yeah they just got a, a group of us together I think James as in Hunter was quite prominent in pulling people in for that yeah a group of us just went over and took part in their shows and that was that was great fun as well I've got a funny story about that actually I don't know if anyone else has told you this one always the practical jokers like James and Ace Warren they um, we had backstage we had like a fridge that you could help yourselves to you know water and different energy drinks or whatever and they were trying to wind up the South African gladiators they got beer cans but emptied them of the beer and put I don't know probably water or whatever in them but had them in the fridge and whenever they came off a game they would go over and just like down what looked like these cans of beer <laughs> well conversely had it gone the other way it could have been even more colourful I suppose I heard it was a, a different setup though in South Africa in terms of the arena that you'd have used and the setup of the events and also health and safety you 
you, you obviously you'd done the the other versions. So what was the differences? Yeah, again, more similar to when we filmed Legends, a smaller you know, a smaller type arena. I think when you're in the NIA, because it's so huge, it doesn't, you don't necessarily feel like you're in a TV production, whereas in a smaller studio, you definitely feel more like, okay, we're, this is all being, you know, filmed. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's quite a while ago when you think about it, so it would probably be so different now. Yeah, just a smaller setup and not as big a deal, I guess. Um, probably lower budget, for want of a better description. But, I mean, I, the health and safety I was fine with. I don't remember being worried about anything like that because we were always a group. And we got some amazing um, trips that they filmed us on as well. The places that they took us to, we went on safari. I mean, it was an, it was an amazing trip all around over and above the actual filming. Siren, talk me through that teamwork. Well, we are having a great time while we're here in South Africa and it's great to have a shot to go with one of your fellow gladiators. Vogue and I don't usually get to go together on a, on a game, but I have been up against Marlies on Rat Race before and she got away from me the last time, so I was actually, I think I'm quite lucky that I got to her this time. Now talk me through that important pull down because it was getting a bit uh, intimate up there. I mean, you were sort of lying all over and hanging, grappling for things and thankfully you grabbed the rat's tail. Well, this did. We got a hold of the rat's tail and that was it, but I, I was surprised that I got to her. And then once I got there, I just got my legs around it, as we like to do. It sounds like certainly it was a, a really memorable trip and, and a memorable time for you. Now, the reason why I always ask this question towards the end of the podcast is because you've been flooding back, your brain's working out all those those memories. Looking back now, what was your your favourite memory? What is your favourite memory of, of being on the show? Oh, there's so many, you know, like all the fun stuff, that maybe some of what I've mentioned, the, the funny stories... The kind of ridiculousness of it at times, but just such a positive, it's really hard for me to single out one thing because I think from when I, from getting on the show, when I really had zero TV or performing background whatsoever, to then at the end when we were filming the likes of Say Legends, where I really felt like, okay, I know what I'm doing, I'm all over this, I'm, I'm really good at this, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was a journey for me in a way. So that that's a really amazing experience for me to have had. But just the friendships as well. And yeah, probably more the, the funny stuff. Or I can still think about, for example, that first time I had to do Hang Tough, I honestly can still remember how nervous and anxious I was. And they took me out and there was a, hic a slight hiccup and we had to just stand there and wait for a couple of minutes. And I was honestly petrified and then I ended up chatting there was I'm standing on the floor they hadn't taken us up to the level that you stood on before you swung out so I was standing down at the side beside all the audience and this wee kid cute wee kid was desperate to chat to me and it was so funny because I chatted away to her and then all my nerves just went and then you stand up on this thing and it's just it's experiences like that so really hard for me to single out you know one particular thing but obviously winning games was nice too you know it's just a really happy amazing experience that that I'm always fond to talk about I guess and like I say the friendships that you made on the show as well well Siren I guess I should congratulate you on uh, giving us such a terrific performance the two of you I have to say this is the stuff that Gladiators is made of I mean there were some serious blows up there well, both of us were going what for, I have to say, it takes a lot of determination to get up there. 
And I have to admit, I've been psyching myself up backstage. Hate to admit it, but I have. And basically, it was a good fight. Imagining maybe that she's somebody else. Well, yeah, she could say that. <laughs> Ali, one question for me was, with the later series came some quite interesting events, such as Dogfight, Vertigo and Catapult. What did you think of those events when they were kind of introduced towards like the last couple of series that they did? Did you think that the producers were maybe running out of ideas or coming up with crazy ideas or was it kind of influenced a bit by health and safety and, and kind of what they could and couldn't do with you guys? Yeah, I suppose some of it probably was actually influenced quite a bit by the health and safety side of things because by the time I got on the show, pole vault, sorry, pole vault, <laughs> yes, you didn't, you were on in a harness, whereas Diane, when you did it, you just fell, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were in harness at the. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. So exactly. So they, you know, they definitely, obviously, learned from different experiences. But Vertigo was actually quite good fun. I quite like that. Diane, I will have to show you some of the video footage if you've not seen some of these games. The kind of renowned within the Gladiators community is either being really good, like Vertigo was, or just really weird, like Dogfight, where they were. Kind kind of on these kind of air balloons hung up above the arena floor holding these little mini pugil sticks so <laughs> yeah even I'm not sure what the producers were thinking when they when they kind of invented that one to be fair one of the times I did dog fight again we were because we were up in the air as you said there we were in a harness again and I just remember and it, yeah that was a bit of a weird one because you just felt like you were some kid kind of like you know when a kid has a wee tantrum and you're not actually really able to hit anything with anything, but you're trying your hardest. It sort of felt a bit like that. But um, I remember when I did that, the harness I was in, one side of it unclipped. So then I'm like completely hanging to my right, still trying to smack this person over the head with this mini pugil stick. And just thinking to myself, this must look ridiculous. <laughs> fan Troy the Chicken wishing he could fly like Siren and Sharon. As the airships converge for conflict, let's see the Siren stats. And at 70 kilograms, she's easily two stone heavier than Sharon. Do you have any other Cobra stories that, that bring to mind any of the silly antics that he got to behind behind scenes? Oh, he was always just making us laugh. I mean, he's such, he's such a, you know, he's such fun. I did one PA with him, just the two of us up here in Scotland, actually. I remember that one. It was just quite nice to get to spend some time with him, just, you know, one-to-one, because -one, obviously in the show, you're all together all the time and everybody's... You know, everybody's obviously quite a big personality and quite outgoing. So you maybe don't, you know, have the same experiences if you were just, you know, hanging out on your own. So that was that was pretty nice when he was up here in Scotland. But I don't remember him actually. Just all of his monkey, you know, his monkey walk and all of that. <laughs> just never ceased to, which is nice when you've got people like that in a, in a group, isn't it? Because it just always lightens the mood and stuff like that. He was always great fun to be around, that's for sure. And did you have any favourite sort of friends on the show that you're still in contact with now? Well, probably the, um, I'm still definitely, you know, on social media with quite a few, but Suzanne Vogue, I ended up really probably the closest to her by far. 
Um, and I've spent quite a lot of time with with her and her family. I love her husband, Mark, who obviously she met on the show. And her kids, you know, our kids are amazing. They're, they're going to be amazing athletes, um, mm-hmm. both of them. Because when you, with the parents that they've got, and when you watch some of their footage on Instagram, it's very cool. So, yeah, Susie, I'm still, still good pals with her and look forward to hanging out with her. We always have to ask this. Could you ever see Gladiators coming back? And would you want it back? Yeah, I think people just loved it. It was, you know, it was such family viewing. Um, there might be a different take on it. I think you have to keep things obviously fresh and new. I think that's why Ninja Warrior is so um, popular as well. I mean, that's an amazing show too. When you watch that, uh, they were filming that in LA one time when I was there actually, and there were people in the lineup to, to audition to get on it with their own tiny mini climbing like block, like they brought their own little wall with them to, and it was in the in the lineup with them in the queue. They were shoving it along with them, and they filmed it at four in the morning. So two in the morning, four in the morning, very different to what we did. So, you know, I think that's a really fun uh, show to watch too. But yeah, they'll probably come back with something. Is that just because it was like a conveyor belt show to do while they had this, the set rigged and everything and cameras, they just thought they'd just get them through? Because it is a bit kind of, everyone's just fodder. No one gets past the first two moves, really. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it was. It was like, an, that must have been like an open audition and they ju- you just got to queue up and then depending on, I'm sure they told them what time to come, but some people <laughs> go through the tryouts at like two, four, because you could buy tickets to go and watch it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going up for 4 a.m. Sorry, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's the way they were filming it over there. So it's always interesting to see because nobody knows any of that, do they, when they watch it on the TV? Nobody really it's just the same as our show. Nobody knows that we've all got our costumes stuck on us. Oh, it's been, do you know what? It's been an absolute, I've never met you the first time. And it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you now. And you live in my favourite country on the whole planet, on the whole surface of the planet, Scotland. I go there twice a year if I can to holiday. So maybe I'll come up via Edinburgh the next time I come up for a break and we'll hang tough sometime. It's such a pleasure to meet you too, because, because our past didn't really cross on the show. It's so nice like I say when everybody says to me, oh, my favourite was Jet. Even my best friend said that to me this morning when I said I was doing this. I was like, really? really? Still? And she's like, oh, oh I, obviously I'm you. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. Just throw that in there. <laughs> so you're well-loved in Scotland as well. So, yeah, come and visit. That would be lovely. Well, I, I love Scotland equally, so I can't wait to come up. And I, I will I will jet fly by and, and say hi to your friend as well and go a douche on her head saying, right, let's get this real right now. Let's let's meet up again on GladPod because uh, life goes on and we have an awful lot more to tell about our stories. Would you be okay with that? Yeah, I'd love that. It's been great chatting to everybody. And Paul, it's always lovely to chat to you too because you have such great memories of everything, but from a different from a different perspective. So it's always fun to to get your take on things. Just totally remember you just as a little kid. It's so funny. You obviously just make us all feel exceptionally old, but <laughs> we'll forgive you for that. <laughs> great. You do such a great job to keep everything alive. So thank yes. you. For that. No, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come and speak to us. It's been really, really nice. Thank you. So there we have it, Siren on GladPod. And you know me by now. I do always enjoy that kind of the background of where they've come from and how that's kind of influenced them 
on the show and actually you know Ali was talking about approaching it as a as an athlete and then suddenly realizing that she had to get used to the TV cameras and that's something that we've it's been a constant theme hasn't it that we've heard you know when you look back to kind of rebel from series one and actually it's not just about you know from an athletics point of view it's not just about running the 100 meters it's about running the 100 meters but looking looking so great and having great you know everything's beautiful about it how you're doing it so but the other thing that i really did enjoy about ali was uh, she's very cheeky isn't she paul oh massively and and like i say i think that came across on the show and it definitely came across in our chat with her just then like even like how she missed the gladiator audition after john anderson had kind of like kind of got a training for it and how she was like nope I need this audition. We need to make it happen. I've been training for this. And how she was cheeky enough to kind of say to John Anderson that she needed that tryout and how she managed to get into the Gateshead uh, contender tryouts and then obviously was selected as Siren. So, and obviously we've, we've heard some of the like, audio clips of her kind of with Ulrika and her cheeky personality came across on the screen and I think that's what really set her aside from all of the other gladiators is that like I say she was a a really good gladiator but she had a different personality that came across with it and obviously being the only Scottish gladiator as well and I know that Scotland definitely took her into their hearts and she had a lot of positive press and, and lots of media work from being Scotland's only gladiator. One thing died that she mentioned, which I just made a note of here, was that she wished that she'd had a bit more input um, into her costume design, but actually that she was happy with it overall. Do you wish that you'd had a bit more input? I was happy at the time. I, I guess it's because it was an unknown, because we were the first. It was an unknown quantity. However, by season two, and obviously we'd done the very first series, and I knew kind of what I felt worked or didn't work for me in the arena because uh, Stephen uh, that made me like these like Bridget Jones pants. <laughs> and I'm not a tall girl. The ones that are, are glad to be tall and I wasn't. And they're scraping the bottom of the barrel in my view to, to select me because they wanted as minimum 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I'm just under 5'6 now. So I kind of, I don't have the longest legs or the longest lankiest body for looking glamorous or athletic like some of our gorgeous athletes on the show. So I wasn't happy with my Bridget Jones pants so I by season two had gone right you've got to cut it higher in the leg I mean they got tiny didn't they Paul for me <laughs> you've got to cut it higher in the leg and I need a little bit more down on the so I've got a little bit of chesticle showing because actually that's all I've got <laughs> and I've got a bit of ab going so yeah I'd make it a two-piece and keep it a two-piece and so yeah I did I kind of I didn't think about it too much at the beginning but I think having kind of road tested it at the very beginning and then we were lucky unlike Ali and a lot of our later gladiators we were lucky to be alongside Stephen Abnett, the original costume designer and his team, to be able to have some input. And he was really amenable and, and willing to try and really make it work. So we felt comfortable with our image and, and our very small piece of athletic equipment called uh, the gladiator costume. <laughs> and the other thing that made me chuckle was she was saying how the wool didn't like her. It wasn't that she wasn't very good at the wool. It was that the wool didn't like her. It did get me thinking actually that we we when you hear about the events that gladiators didn't like, the one question we don't really ask is you may not like the event, but you may still have had a fairly good win ratio on it. But for Ali, the wool, the wool was not the place for her. But for for you, Di, just remind me again of which ones weren't your favourite. And did you still 
win on them or did you always you, you, you couldn't have always lost on them um, um my voice um i'm just picturing the pugil stick didn't like me <laughs> uh, the 25 foot up in the podium of the pugil stick and duel didn't like me that would be a great excuse wouldn't it no i just i'd i'd ruptured a disc in my lower spine so anything that meant i had to put force through my upper body and forward flex from the hips anyone who knows a bit about sport and athletics and fitness will know what i mean so that is being where you bend your body forwards to at least 90 degrees without putting your hands on your thighs or on a table to support yourself so i've got a real weakness in my lower back going on creating sciatica which is not a nice thing to live with so i'd said by season two until we can get this disc sorted i was gladiating on a ruptured disc not good felt awful a lot of pain management and an lwt at the time were doing anything to support me nigel lithgow i thank you but i yeah didn't get on with jewel because literally to, to stand in a powerful pose and put that much force and ballistic work through my upper body with no support on the lower body made me very very unstable i still think i won but again i think i won on one of the one of the jewels i ever did i think i only did two or three paul you'll know the stats by because i could see the girl was going off balance of course we've got the hard helmets on on dual so you really are top weighted with a heavy stick and everything so i just then tapped her on her butt and used advantage of her literally losing her balance so it wasn't kind of a ballistic you know like what shadow would do or any of the boys would do where you just literally blast someone off lightning was very good at dual so yeah it dual didn't like me <laughs> but there was reasons beneath it it wasn't just simply because it wasn't naturally suited for me I was probably not in the best physical shape to do an event like Jill no no I get that I get that but I think overall that my overriding thinking now of that chat with Simon just it was just so positive so upbeat you know her talking about so many friendships it was it, I loved it it was all lovely to hear but Paul the one thing I want to pick up with you is the kind of the old old siren on the new siren and at the that duel against panther and winning as well i thought they were both good memorable moments from that chat yeah no totally i think obviously even though the wall didn't like her um, siren did have some of the most standout performances i think especially the pendulum uh, where she hung upside down and was swinging which we discussed in the chat was a standout moment in in gladiator history and then obviously facing against the new gladiator panther Panther on the Sky Revival series on Jewel and winning probably much to the dismay of the, the Sky producers who obviously wanted their new gladiators to be undefeated and, and things like that so to have Siren who like you say she was on there and she had the most amazing abs she probably could have still been a gladiator back then and I'm, I'm not sure why they didn't hire her as a gladiator for that for that series really but yeah when she knocked Panther off on that duel I must admit with the atmosphere in that Sky Arena which like I say it was a lot smaller than the original the atmosphere was electric at that moment when when she managed to do that so yeah she did have some really standout moments within her her gladiators career and like I say just a, a very positive friendly happy experience and that's that's great to hear and like I say I know that she's still really great friends with with Susie uh, Vogue which to this day is just fantastic to see that those friendships really still stand the test of time do you know what she's left me with in terms of the chat just now was 
I wish I'd been able to share the arena as a gladiator with her. She would have been so much fun to work alongside. Oh, yeah. And I, I think a lot of the fans would have liked to have seen that as well. I think you would have been awesome together on a Powerball pitch or even the... Maybe you could have taught her to climb the wall better. <laughs> thanks, Di. Thanks, Paul. As always, let us know what you thought about this episode and if it sparked any fresh memories for you watching Gladiators or if you have any questions. I'm gladpod at gladiatorstv.com is the email address you'll need. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, like our Facebook page. Good competition, good spirit, great sportsmanship as both contenders show mutual respect. Join us again next week for the ultimate challenge, the might of... 